Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. The balance of power is shifting, and affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Affiliate Marketing Insider explores the ever-changing world of affiliate marketing from the perspective of one of its most recognized experts. Host Linda Woods leads this ongoing discussion of important industry issues and emerging trends through her own experiences and interviews with other industry experts. It's time to get inside with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. Here is your host, Linda Woods. Hello, everybody. This is Linda Woods. I'm the president of Partner Centric, and I'm your host for Affiliate Marketing Insider today. Thanks so much for being with us. Um, I'm doing the show live today, so I uh, hope everybody will enjoy that and also forgive any mistakes that take place. Um, it's always a little uh, nerve-wracking to do something like this not, uh, live, but I think uh, it'll be great. Today, I have a terrific uh, guest with me. Um, his name is Jim Lillig. He's been in the business forever, and he's the Vice President of Business Development for the online ad agency TrafficTactics.com. Uh, he's an industry veteran. Some of, them, some of you might know him from projects such as AFTRAC. Uh, he's been involved with Lobstergram, which was one of the oldest affiliate programs out there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he also is involved. He's a co-founder of MrSkin.com, which has become famous by the movie Knocked Up. And uh, that's a whole other story that we'll have to get into. Um, Jim, welcome. Thanks for being on the show today. Well, thanks for having me, Linda. So, uh, you, so you have been around a, a while, Jim. When did you first get involved in Internet marketing? I started off in 96. Uh, I used to work for a company called Aramark, ARA Services, for a number of years, and then also ran uh, painting and, and services uh, companies in 18 states, uh, mainly servicing large property management companies. And um, heard about the Internet and uh, had a couple of dollars in my, in my bank account, uh, enough to open a 600-square-foot office and uh, hire around one or two people and uh, started pounding the streets back in 96, trying to get people to think that the Internet was going to be something. And um, <laughs> that, was, that was really tough. I got, a lot of people told me it was a fad, it was going to go away, and I should go away. So um, after you know, doing that for about a year and picking up a couple of clients, slowly but surely the, the business took off and started to hit some, some decent uh, pockets of traffic, and that's, that's kind of how I got started. Well, great. Well, uh, I think you were proven correct, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 crazy to dream, crazy to dream. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we were talking um, uh, the other day about some interesting things, and and uh, first of all, what I wanted to start off with is uh, Ad Tech just completed in San Francisco, and you were there, and I had to miss it this time, so I thought maybe you could bring me up to date some of your impressions. What's going on at Ad Tech, and what was what was your overall impression of anything that's different or new or uh, that stood out for you at at, at Ad Tech? Well, I, I mean, I don't know if there was anything different or new. Same booths, uh, you know, Google uh, and and uh, and Value Click fighting it out at, at the front entrance for uh, for the biggest booth size. Um, seemed to be a little bit larger. I, I actually like San Francisco uh, ad tech better, 
than New York, um, simply because the layout is much easier to get around in the Moscone Center. But um, it just allows for a lot of uh, networking, and, and the booth setups were good. Um, I didn't, I'm not sure if I saw too many influx of, of new CPA networks or new vendors out there. I did see some, some newer uh, applications that are coming into the market and actually starting to see some larger brands uh, being displayed on the booths, which, you know, signified to me that, that uh, the shift in, in Internet marketing dollars away from television, radio, print, and traditional uh, channels is starting to, to trickle down into, into online advertising and specifically into performance. So that was mm-hmm. probably the biggest thing that I started to see was more big brands being displayed on the, on the booths. Uh, as clients of, of people that were there. Not not overly, but, you know, certainly it, it seemed like more than what I saw in New York and certainly more than what I saw in San Francisco last year. Well, that's a great observation. I'm, I'm, I'm glad uh, that you noted that because uh, I think that what we're really seeing here after, you know, 10 or more years of affiliate marketing is that the really big players out there do feel that it's a significant part of their overall uh, marketing strategy, um, not only online marketing, but specifically affiliate marketing is still uh, a significant part of their, uh, of their overall play. Yeah, See that? I mean, I, I read a report a couple of months ago that that 15% of online marketing budgets are attributed to uh, affiliate or performance marketing, um, and that was for people that were involved in it. Um, as you and I know, we've both been doing this a long time. Um, you know, the cost of performance marketing is very low because they're obviously paying for an action to be completed. It, it just depends on how well they uh, maximize that, whether it's lead generation or it's a sale, how well they maximize what they do with that lead or what they do with post that sale uh, with that with that customer for a lifetime value. Um, and that that's the piece that I think most people miss out on and most agencies don't really push. They're just like, hey, you got an offer? Great, let's get it out there. Um, but they're not really worried about, you know, what goes on past uh, the transaction or past the action, whether that be a lead generation, uh, you know, to, to come back to the brand and say, this is, this is the real value that you're getting. You're getting, you know, building a customer base, and what are you doing with that? Right, long-term value. Yeah, One of the things that, uh, that we were talking about the other day that I think um, um, really hits on this topic that we're on right now is a lot of, uh, of the big advertisers out there traditionally have used uh, big ad agencies to do whatever it is they're going to do, whether it's uh, TV, print, you know, direct mail. And then, of course, over the last few years, they've asked their ad agencies to become involved in online advertising and, uh, you know, and, and Internet marketing in general. And, and you had some interesting thoughts about that, and I wanted to just uh, bat that around a little bit before we go to break. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because one of the other observations at AdTech is yet we have yet to see the Avenue A's, the Razorfishes, the BBDOs, the Widen and Widens of the world, the large uh, uh, holding company agencies, so to speak, um, even even dip their foot in the water at AdTech. Um, this may be because they don't have digital shops that they feel, you know, are going to gain anything by being there, or they may just think it's, you know, it's all performance or CPM, and they pretty much have the CPM market covered, or, you know, they show up at the SEO events, but that's because they bought SEO shops as far as that. I, I just see, uh, yeah, well, who, what agency hasn't bought an SEO shop or an SEM shop? Exactly. 
You know, well, I mean, it, it, but it, you know, it's a huge miss for them because um, clearly, if they want to be involved in online advertising, they need to be in the places where online advertisers go, and yeah. and that's that's a, that's a a major uh, miss. But I think they're missing a lot of things when it comes to internet marketing because they don't necessarily have the expertise, the in the in the trenches expertise that people like you and I who've been around this for a very long time have. Uh, right, what, what, and I think can you speak big, to that? Yeah, the big allure for for the the, the large uh, advertising agencies, the, the the Madison Avenue types, um, has been that you know they do a lot of television, radio, and print, and so um, by uh, buying up SEM companies and being able to be in search in both pay per click and organic. Um, you know, they took out the first line, and, and very effectively, so to speak, is when I worked for Lobstergram, we did television and radio, and, um, and the thing about that is that people t- on radio or television, when they're li- watching your ad or listening to your ad, um, they're going to go online and they'll go, they'll go search, but they may not search for what you told them to do, you know, your website. They may get some strange, you know, morphing of, of, of your name or uh, just know <laughs> your name or just know part of what they heard on a radio ad. And that's why search companies really, you know, were a target for them because they realized that that was the behavior of the, of the end user. So they mm-hmm. wanted to up the search stuff immediately as far as that's concerned, but they don't really, as in my opinion, they don't really understand the bigger picture that not only is it important for that radio or television ad or print ad to, to be able to be, you know, a, a broadcast message for them and then be able to tie that back into search or, or finding them through search engine results pages, um, but they miss out the fact that performance marketing can expand uh, and multiply that presence and, and allow them to catch all of the people that are coming um, to, 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 to what they do. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's one piece, and I think what we were talking about last week uh, on our call was um, simply the fact that the large holding company agencies, your Widen and Widens, your BBDOs, um, these companies specifically block advertisers from the ideas that are on, you know, that we put forth in either CPM ad buying or, or performance buying um, because they don't know about it and they don't know how to charge for it. They see performance, right. you know, performance is, is almost a dirty word. And, well, yeah, because how, how are they going to make their fee, you know? Article. How are they going to get their fee? Yeah, right, exactly. How are we going to charge for it? They, you know, if right. they pick figure that out that they'd be okay as far as that i mean you saw value click bought um uh um um uh cpa uh, or commission junction commission junction so the yeah. first thing that, yeah the first thing they did was try and change everybody over to javascript well why 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 that change well simply because they figured well all these publishers have remnant inventory we can pay the publishers a minimum price what we're getting paid on cpm 10 15 percent and basically, you know, everybody's going to be happy because we're giving them money and we're expanding our ad inventory or our impression inventory by millions and billions a day. Um, obviously, that was not well accepted. Well, um, it was a revolt. Yeah, well, <laughs> and they had to pull back on that, you know. Yeah, exactly. And so, so what happened, you know, <clears throat> It was kind of a slap down and value click being very visible to the to the large ad ad, ad agencies um, you know that kind of sent a, uh, I think a rumble through the industry or through the ad agencies saying well looks like performance marketers aren't going to play with us so we'll just you know kind of let that stand alone let Amazon do their thing mm-hmm. and uh, you know the rest of us will go out and, and get our clients to, to buy more television and radio because that's what we know. Right. Well, and there's two other uh, two other things about that too. Uh, one is I think that uh, if if uh, 
if if it doesn't cost a million dollars or more, these right. big agencies don't know what it what it is. You know, so it's like it's like they have this this sense that if if it's uh, if you can do a campaign for you know ten thousand dollars, it must not be valuable. You know what I mean? Because it's just yeah, they, not they expensive like big enough. They like budget and they like to spend the big money because they're yeah. fifty percent. So I mean fifteen. Right. Out of a million dollars, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, that pays their payroll for about a week. So you know they're they're happy to to take those accounts. They don't really right. want smaller edge accounts because they they just they look at it as a waste of their their assets. Um, you well, know, yeah. The, and then the, the other the other thing that I that I uh, think is interesting is. Uh, uh, a, a year ago or so, there was a speaker that was at CJU, Commission Junction University, and he came from one of the big ad, ad agencies, and I, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but one of the things that struck me is just absolutely hilarious is that he's sitting there talking to this room full of Internet marketers. You know, I think there was, I, I don't know, three or 4,000 people there. And, um, and he was saying that uh, one of the problems with online uh, marketing is how are you going to keep track of the incredible amount of metrics and statistics that are generated by all of that? And that's just going to take them so much time to sort through it. What a mess that is. And, and I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God, he's just sitting here saying that they don't know how to deal with statistics and metrics. And that's what we, you know, eat, drink, and breathe every single day of our lives. And that's what's so exciting about online marketing is, of course, everything is trackable. So when you come out of that, that old school agency where, you know, the, you know, if someone sees a billboard, there's no way to track in any way, shape, or form that they pulled off at the next exit and bought a Coke, you know. But on online marketing, you can tell that they saw it, they thought about it, they pulled their car off, they put their money down, they bought two, not one, you know. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible to me that they don't get the, the absolute inc- value of, of knowing what all those statistics and metrics are and to be able to turn on a dime, you know, and, and at a fraction of the cost. So yeah, I, I think it's pretty exciting. That was what, uh, when, when we started um, um, uh, AFTRAC, uh, you know, the realization is, is that, you know, if you deal with multiple networks and now there's over 200 CPA networks and there's probably 10 or 12 reputable um, uh, affiliate, affiliate networks. software yeah. platforms like ShareASale and uh, Link Connector, and then there's the big boys like CJ and LinkShare. Um, so there's, there's multiple different ways to get involved in affiliate yeah. marketing, and, and I think uh, that uh, when we started uh, AFTRAC, it, the need was is that, you know, you waited in, as an affiliate marketer or publisher, you, you waited until the end of the month to see which checks came in, or you went and checked your stats religiously every single day, but then after about three months of that, you got tired of it, and you just waited till the checks came in. And, and you know, down the line, what we realized that, uh, and Scott McNulty and Wayne Porter and, and, and Jeff Molander, who were all the, the framers of, of AFTRAC, uh, realized early on that, you know, a, a centralized reporting and analysis system was necessary for somebody who was going to do this seriously. Now, obviously, AFTRAC yeah. has gone down, down the tubes. Um, but well, listen, I want to, Jim, I want to stop you right there for a minute because we do need to take a break, and it leads sure. into what else we want to talk about, which are uh, tools and resources, and, and uh, I think we can start off uh, uh, with what's happening with AFTRAC now, and also um, we were discussing AFSPY and T3, and you've got a new beta tool as well, so let's get into that right after the break. Don't go anywhere. More Affiliate Marketing Insider when we return. 
Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Don't be fooled by your web analytics. If you think your web analytics are giving you all the information needed to manage your paid search accounts, you'd be shocked to see what they're not telling you. How are you tracking sales received over the phone that resulted from your PPC ads? Now, you can track call-in sales by campaign, search engine, and keyword with engine-ready call analytics. Optimize top spending keywords with more accurate tracking and achieve higher PPC profitability. Get started now tracking your PPC call and sales with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Visit EngineReady.com to see how easy and inexpensive accurate call and tracking can be. EngineReady.com Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program and I have... Say no more? Huh? I see you're working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creatives for you to optimize your eCPM and... They will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com. For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. This is Rainmaker. Jack LaLanne, a lot of people that are listening to the show right now, they're sitting in front of their computers for hours and hours every day. You know what they ought to do about every hour or so? They should just stand up and sit down in their chair. You're sitting down now, right? Absolutely. Stand up. Okay. Now sit down. <laughs> Stand up. Sit down. Keep going. Now do it fast. Sit down. Sit down. Get your backside to the chair. Let me tell you, I'm already huffing and puffing. <laughs> okay. Rainmaker. Live broadcast Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Find the WebmasterRadio.fm Web 2.0 watering hole. And have a drink on us. WebmasterRadio.fm is now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Find us now on the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage. We now return to Affiliate Marketing Insider. Once again, here's Linda Woods. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Affiliate Marketing Insider. Um, I'm talking to Jim Lillick uh, today. He is a VP of Business Development for an online ad, ad agency called TrafficTactics.com, and he's been around for a long time, and we've been discussing, oh, all sorts of different things today uh, about uh, primarily the advertisers and how they're dealing with their uh, big-time ad agencies and what the differences are there. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is uh, Jim was just about leading into the, the idea that for affiliates, especially very active, very powerful affiliates, the need for a, um, a, a, a way, a, a dashboard, if you will, a, uh, a software program, an interface where they can look at all of the data across whatever network they're in and whatever advertiser they are is, is a really important thing to have. And there was a tool uh, a few years back called AFTRAC that uh, was started. And uh, Jim, tell us a little bit more about that and where that stands today, and then feel free to go ahead and, and uh, launch into some of the other tools and resources that you think are, are up and coming and are great for uh, affiliate marketers now. 
Yeah, sure, no problem. Um, the uh, Avtrak product, that was started we, when I was at SK Entertainment, the, the parent company of Mr. Skin. We actually funded that um, through a guy named uh, Scott McNulty, who also owned a site called uh, uh, CNDB, stood for Celebrity Nudity Database, which is like the IMDB, but it was only for celebrity nudity appearances in PG and R-rated films. Anyways, he came to us, he said, hey, I got this idea. I said, it sounds like a great one. You know, let's aggregate all the, 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 the information for affiliate marketers in one report and put it out to him. It was a really, really intensive uh, back end as far as the, the, the programming and coding that needed to be done. Um, and it, it, was, was, it, it was, by the way, it was revolutionary at the time. It was revolutionary and caused quite a stir in the industry. I was familiar with it back then, too. What year was that again? Uh, that had to be like 2002, 2001. We really started to, to, to bust it out, and by the time right. 2002 came along, Jeff and Wayne were on board. Yeah. And, Way uh, ahead of its time. It. Way ahead of its time. Yeah, and we just asked people for their username and passwords, and they put it in. And the funny thing was, the larger the company that worked with us, the less resistance they had to, to proxy. The smaller the company, they thought we were just going to steal their data and the whole nine yards. And, and quite frankly, that wouldn't have done us any good as, as, as far as the marketing model is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at some point after I left uh, SK, uh, what happened was is that Avtrack, um, for, for, for various reasons, ended up with themselves in a little bit of legal trouble for releasing some statistics that um, some of the people that aren't in the industry any longer uh, didn't want uh, released and got very upset with that. And, and Jeff and the principals of that company went back and forth, and I don't think they could really resolve it. Um, mm-hmm. And it pretty much caused the downfall of, of that company. Um, but what it did do was forge ahead and show that, you know, hey, if you're serious in performance marketing, you've got to get serious about your metrics. And, and Absolutely. And uh, the ad guy at CJU said, you know, he's like, well, we can't possibly manage all this. How do you deal with all of it? And there are the tools out there, and there are, there's plenty of, of knockoffs that have, have come up. Um, I, I'm not familiar with them because I don't subscribe into that. We're not, I'm not so much on the publisher side anymore. But um, quite frankly, like I said, the need for metrics and the need for analysis is out there, and the, and the really good publishers, they have their, their metrics and dashboards in place. And I think that's what separates a super affiliate really from just your standard affiliate is, is actually mm-hmm. watching the numbers, understanding how things are trending, and then going back and, and replacing, you know, different programs or offers with stuff that, that their metrics are telling them should, should do well. And that right. kind of leads me into another um, uh, area uh, uh, tool called T, as in time, uh, three, the integer report.com run by a guy named Brandon Shelton, who uh, also worked with me in the, in the adult industry uh, early on, um, and, and Brandon was the guy that everybody in the adult industry turned to for spidering. Uh, we called him the Spider-Man. And, uh, <laughs> and basically what, what T3 does is it watches almost 2 million sites a month every day and looks for specific um, pieces of code. Um, they've got a number of different reports. You can get a competitor report, competitor full, and competitor light. Uh, you can get affiliate reports, and what meaning that is, let's say I want to uh, compete against a particular affiliate program. Uh, working with T3, you can then go out and have them spider the web looking for um, the affiliates that promote uh, a particular uh, program's offers. 
And so by doing so, you can, as an affiliate prospector, uh, go out and try and convince these publishers that your program is better to sell or your program is uh, a good antecedent or cross-sell or post-sell for the products that they're selling. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I can, as a uh, a consultant to a company, and they say, well, we want to be we want to start an affiliate program, and so the, the first thing that we do is we do our competitive research. We find out who's doing what. I also also like to set up comparative uh, websites that we use in pay-per-click, and you can read my blog, jimlillig.com. There's a whole presentation, about 50 minutes presentation up there about comparison sites and coopetition, which is something we used very, very effectively in the adult industry, and smart marketers in the mainstream um, are, are catching on to it as far as that's concerned, sure. but there's a whole video up at Jim com if you care to watch it. But those sorts of uh, questions, when a new uh, advertiser comes in and they want an affiliate program, uh, basically I, I, I go to T3 or to Centrix and basically say, you know, look, what can we learn about our competitor's program? What right. can we learn about these publishers? Um, because getting those publishers in-house instead of running to a CPA network where they're going to play anyways obviously cuts your, your cost on payouts and also increases, you know, the loyalty of that publisher to you and not to a network. Um, so that's usually my first line. And T3 does a great job. I mean, they can go back and tell you just about everything you want about affiliates. Now, they will not give you the email addresses simply because that would be farming and that would be, you know, obviously against canned spam. But mm-hmm. for a minimal fee, you can usually find somebody to do uh, in the searching for the ads and the phone numbers and the names because they give you all the pages that stuff are located on and who is .sc and uh, mm-hmm. on their sites and the whole nine yard, uh, the whole the whole picture. You just have to go out and put it together and pick and choose the ones you want. The nice thing about yeah. T3 though is that not only gives you the first line. Uh, affiliates, but it also sends you the second tier affiliates that are sending to the first tier, and then the third tier, that's why it's called T3, who's sending to the second tier. Most times, the second and third tier are lower volume, but Mm -hmm. because they're not making any money sending traffic to the first two sites, which might be blogs or information sites that are then monetizing, you can pick up those affiliates relatively simple and, and show them how they can monetize. With the first line affiliates, you can go after them with a T3 report, which will tell you which keywords are hooked up to which pages, um, and then be able to go to that publisher and say, look, I saw this set of pages on your site, which is scoring well for this keyword. Um, but you don't have any ads related to that keyword on that page. So as an mm-hmm. affiliate manager or a management company, it allows me to go in and really give some very detailed information to specific publishers that they can then turn around and use. The nicest yeah, thing about awesome. Yeah, and, and T3 allows you to, to be able to have that sort of insight. So, you know, I, I suggest anybody on the call to check them out. They're not cheap. Yep. They're, they're certainly not cheap. They're, I think they right. start around and, and, I mean, they're, they're, playing in, they're playing in the league with Centrix that we use quite a lot uh, here at Partner Centric, which is also an awesome tool. And yeah. it's, it's great that these things are coming out. Jim, we only have about five more minutes left. Do you want to talk about any other uh, tools or advertisers? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, God, tools yeah. for uh, advertisers? My favorite one, and I, I'll, I'll take as much time as we have to explain it, but AFSPY, A-F-F-SPY, 
com. There's also Offer Vault, uh, which is out there, which I, I like as well and use it. But AppSpy is the most elegant, most uh, up to date um, uh, site that that displays all of your CPA offers across uh, in one place. So let's say I want to find out about eBay offers, okay? And I'm a publisher. I have an eBay site. Uh, or an eBay comparison site, and I want to find out what the highest payout is across all the CPA networks for eBay offers. And then I want to look at the creative, and I want to look at the landing pages. Um, AppSpy allows you to do that. So, it, it, and and eventually they'll have profiles of the uh, networks up there, which would be extremely helpful. And as soon as the networks wake up, that you know we need some transparency in this space to to be able to move forward and to be able to play with the bigger agencies. Um, you know, I'll, I, I think most agent, most CPA networks will uh, submit an API to uh, AFSPI with eCPMs uh, included as well. So those, that's something that I, I suggest highly. I use it every single day. I don't do any research without going to AFSPI. All I would ask is that networks get on board, including CJ and including LinkShare and the rest of them, in putting their information in there because there is no one directory uh, of information for CPA networks out there except for these two. I'm sure there will be more, but it speaks to mm -hmm. a bigger issue, transparency. Uh, when yep. I go and I type in eBay and I go into AFSPI, um, there's probably nine or ten eBay offers, and sometimes you'll see the same offer spread across five, six, seven, eight different networks, all at different prices. Um, to me, this is what is hurting our business because it's, they're called, I call them margin busters. But basically, mm -hmm. when somebody goes out and a network is given an exclusive, they turn around and they give it to somebody for a little bit less than what they're making, and then it gets posted at different prices all across right. uh, the networks. While right. I don't have a problem with peanut butter spreading your, your offer across all those networks, what I do have is, is when people look at that and they see all the different prices for the exact same offer, um, it kind of makes us look foolish as far as that's concerned. Um, yeah. This isn't like, you know, Walmart. Well, it hurts trust. It hurts trust and credibility in the affiliate world, which is part of it, too. You can't build a good relation. A Walmart and, and a CVS and see two different prices for the exact same product. The only difference is I'm actually physically there, and I can't go to the Walmart without some uh, modicum of, 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 of actual action. <laughs> Right, exactly. Got to get off my butt. So I have to make a decision whether it's more convenient to pay the higher price, or I don't even know the higher prices out there. Probably right. is I'm I'm everywhere all the time, so I don't have to physically go to Walmart to get that deal or to CVS to get that lower price. I can find out about it online. And yeah, and then just with a click, you're there, which is uh, hurts the the marketer. You know, hurts the advertiser. Right. Exactly. To, to have so that happening. Yeah, with well, listen, Jim, I, you know, you and I could talk all day, I'm sure. I really appreciate your insight. We're going to have to uh, have you on the show again and, uh, you know, and go over some of the other things that we had talked about. We had a long conversation about CPA networks. Love to get into that with you sometime. But we're going to have to, uh, to break at this point. I, I, thank you for being on the call. It was fascinating. Fantastic. Thank you for having me, Linda. I appreciate it. I look forward to getting on again.
You're welcome. So next week we're going to be live again. We're going to have Mike Allen. Mike is the chief shopping executive at ShoppingBargains.com. He is known as a super affiliate. Great guy. Been around a long time. And he's going to talk to us about, from the affiliate perspective, what he feels is going on in the marketplace and and, uh, what he's uh, thinking about for 2008. So thanks, Jim. Thanks, all of our listeners, for tuning in. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.